Hello, everyone, and welcome to Growing Woman, a podcast all about amplifying women's voices and stories. I am your host, Christina Zing, and I am so grateful to have you here with me for another episode. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but it is raining right now in Brooklyn, New York. It is later at night, and I just finished editing this beautiful episode, and I have chills. I've had chills the entire time while editing this. I have goosebumps right now. Like when I tell you this episode is powerful and freeing and beautiful, it is powerful and freeing and beautiful. I sat down with my friend Kaylin McDuff and I I, we had a beautiful conversation. Kaylin and I met five years ago through networking, and she, over the past five years, um, had been going through some big transformations in her life, and I noticed them. I knew things here and there, and I recently, over the past year, noticed that her content on Instagram had become incredibly sexual and sexually liberating. And I knew that part of her transformation was around her sexuality and exploring that. And I don't know if you've ever seen a friend go through a transformation in any form and and not really known what to say or, or how to talk to them about it or what was going on. But I reached out to Kaylin and I really wanted to sit down and interview her for this show to just have a conversation and catch up with a lovely human and my friend and also dive into her experience and what she's been going through over the past four plus years. What happened in her life that led her down this path and I can hands down say this is one of the best conversations I've ever had in general in my life. (laughs) It is such a beautiful stepping stone, like, like a moment, I would say, in my journey on this show in fully embodying presence and feeling feelings in my body. (laughs) And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kaylin as much as I did. Um, You know, we're diving into some topics that are definitely risque, but I hope when listening to this, you can feel free in your own desire and being in touch with yourself and your needs and your wants in this world, because you deserve that. So you know, we really get into it here. And I would like to encourage you to reach out to Kaylin if you're interested in working with her, follow her online. Her posts are vulnerable and freeing. And it's something a lot of people are afraid to put out there in the world. And we openly talk about that. And we openly talk about how she really sees herself as this mechanism to help other women become free. Doesn't have to be around sexuality, around any sort of desire you have in your life. Kaylin wants every woman and every person in this world to live a fully desired life. And uh, I absolutely adore that. It was such a beautiful conversation with Kaylin. Uh, You can find all of the information about her and how to contact her in the show notes. Uh, And this episode will also be up on YouTube very, very soon, probably within the week. I am so excited about that. We're going to start uploading to YouTube, which I'm really thrilled about. You can follow me at Growing Woman Pod on Instagram. And um, I also want to ask if you love this show, if you love listening to this show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show so much to grow. Um, so let's dive in. Let's not wait any, any longer. Let's dive in with the lovely and powerful Kaylin McDuff. Enjoy. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome <laughs> to Growing Woman. I'm so excited to have you here um, and share this space with you. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Listen, I, um, 
I wanted to connect with you. We have known each other for quite some time now. Um, I knew you when you were living in New York uh, and we met through networking. And I wanted to connect with you because I knew somewhat of this like transformation you had been going through. <laughs> um, but then like, I went back and looked before this interview. Uh, in July, you had posted of last year, you had posted a photo of yourself um, you know, a very like uh, teasing photo of yourself, like something is going on with me. Yeah. Um, and there's a side to myself that I haven't necessarily shared with people. Mm. And then I-, I noticed like all these people are like, what? Um, and <laughs> I knew somewhat of like what you were talking about because we had had conversations about it when you were still living in New York. But um, then mm. you, you really had this, uh, process and I went back and looked like I said in September where you started uh talking about your sexual awakening and your sexuality mm-hmm. and yeah. incorporating that into your coaching um I feel like I have I I have two versions of you that I know now like one <laughs> where you were living in New York you had worked at LinkedIn you were working um in corporate you left your job to become a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really like, I remember you were like, I'm, I like hacked my job so I can work <laughs> 30 hours a week. And so the rest of the time I'm working on my coaching and, yeah. and then you joined, uh, this networking group and you were like rocking commercials, really trying to get people to get in touch with their, like their, uh, their dreams and being a coach. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed you started inviting all of these, like a sex therapist to our group. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like what's happening? What's like, happening? So like, this is great. So I, I just want to give that brief, like intro mm-hmm. to like, I want to talk about this journey that I've seen you going on. Like, what is it? And yeah. what was your life before that? And, um, yeah. and I also want to talk about uh, you know, your health, like how you've been really open about your health as well. And like our personal connection around that. Um, so can you talk about like your journey and like, yeah, who you are like who you were and like what happened now where oh. you're being very free online and we can go into that too. Yeah, absolutely. Ha! Huh. It's just being in this conversation. I, really am so present to my journey through you (laughs) because you sort of have seen so many little nooks and crannies of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've seen me in some of my darkest moments, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would um, argue that your most beautiful moments. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Some of the toughest moments, um, of my life, you've really seen me there. And I feel like we're so going to get emotional like, talking. I, we're for sure going to get emotional. <laughs> yeah. Because just to let your listeners know the thing you didn't say, right. About my health diagnosis is just the way that like you, you were the one who held me there. You literally, and you know, I'll go into it, but, um, but yeah, that's the thing that I'm just so present to right now. Oh. So, um, just to, to, yeah, to backtrack, um, I, I grew up in Wyoming, um, and, you know, I learned a lot of the same messages that I think most women hear. I don't care like where you, where you were born. Like we all hear some version of your sex is dangerous. Be careful. Um, your sex is dirty. It's not okay to have your desires. Don't be a slut, save it for marriage, you know, all of those messages. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I grew up inside of that. Um, and I had, you know, so I went to school in South Carolina and then ended up in New York, um, in my twenties. And so, you know, I had, um, so much shame around my sexuality and, and really this led me to being a 32 year old woman, right. Trotting around New York. Uh, and this is around the time when we met yeah. <laughs> and I had never had an orgasm. 
Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me that in a bar. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Huh? Come again? So women, if you can imagine that, you know, and, and it wasn't even like now what I know, right. is like, it's not even about the orgasm. It was just that my body was so frozen and I could not feel. Yeah. And, and I, I had actually a lot of emotion in that I stored in my body and it would sort of come out. I didn't have any agency over it. Like it would just like, you know, come out sideways, like me crying in a corporate conference room over something, you know, small. Yeah. I just didn't have any, um, I didn't have any approval for feeling for my feelings. And I couldn't really fully experience the sensation and pleasure that's available, you know, in my body now. Yeah. And so I was starting to, um, I was, I was, you know, began my coaching practice and you sort of know the story there, which, you know, that was a huge breakthrough for me to like leave my corporate job. I mean, I remember I made $15,000 the first year that I was a coach. So the year before I met you, when I was still at my full-time job, you know, I made about $15,000 yeah. <laughs> coaching. Yeah. And shortly after that, I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just uh, go ahead and leave corporate and take my practice <laughs> full-time, like kind of risky. And it turned out great. You know, I built yeah, a successful six-figure business and, you know, I was really stepping into everything that I had said that I wanted to create. And I had this amazing, you know, networking group that I was in with you, which was like a family for me. Yeah. And um, and I was sort of looking around at my life and I'm like, ah, this sexuality thing, mm. I mean, I guess I need to address this. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like the code, it was like, I was right. It was the code I couldn't crack. Well, I will say like knowing you, you have such a vibrant personality, but yeah. you are, you at the time, I don't know what, um, since we haven't spent time together, like network, I used yeah. to see you every week, um, right. and, <laughs> uh, but since we haven't like spent time together every single week for a period of time, right. yeah. I, um, I, I just don't know how you operate now, but back then you were very structured. You were still like very oh, structured yeah. in your approach. Like right. everything was still very like, uh, like you, even your outfits, like you, I like literally when we came on, I was like, are you wearing a maxi skirt? Because you were like queen of the maxi skirts. And I always used to tell you that, but you yeah. always had like a cute sweater or like a bow or something. Like everything was very structured and, and very, polka dots. Yes, totally. And I loved it. Like, yes, yeah. love it. But it makes sense for what you're talking right. about in that period of your life. Makes oh my gosh. This is so healing for me to talk to oh, you. <laughs> it's seriously because I, I feel so seen, you know, because you really saw that you've seen the evolution. And yeah, at that time, my life was very like everything fit into a box. It made sense. Yeah. I had a plan for everything. I had it all figured out. And then there was this one thing that mm. I couldn't figure out. And that was my orgasm. And deep under that, it was like my relationship to my body. Yeah. You know, I really, I really thought that I was broken. Mm -hmm. And so I was sort of already in this conversation of like, hmm, sexuality, maybe I should do something about this. Right. And then I got, get this MS diagnosis. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Or, like, do you feel comfortable diving into yeah, that? Yeah, I would love to, you know, it was like the shock of all shocks. I remember, I remember yeah. you said, I have some like yeah. weird tingliness in my arm, I, but I, I know acupuncture is going to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I went, this was actually right when I joined that, that group, the networking group you know, and you all just like rallied around me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening. I spent months going to doctors who had no answers for me. Yeah. And then I finally got, um, a scan of my brain and received this diagnosis, you know? And so my left eye was blurry. My left arm was blurry. And, you know, once again, it was like down that pathway of, Oh, my body is broken. I am fundamentally broken. Oh, gosh. And I just you remember, know? I didn't know the sexual component. Like right. I didn't know that 
at the time. Right. Yeah. But I remember when I remember everyone rallying around you because we saw each other every week. Like <laughs> when you see people every week, you get to yeah. know them. That's the purpose of, of connecting right. with people in this way. Um, right. And you and I lived close to each other. And right. I remember um, keeping like kind of mental track of like when you had been going to see our friend, Jamie, who's been on the show um, right. in acupuncturist and, and she and you were working so hard on like your insurance and like everything. And then, yeah. then it just kind of felt like this huge flood after your diagnosis of like, whoa, oh my gosh. Yeah. How I did was- it feel for you? I was just on my hands and knees. Yeah. Yeah. This was. Oh, I love you. I just want to say that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was sort of like the, one of the first times I can remember in my life, like not being able to control the living shit out of something. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, it just wasn't there. There's nothing you can do there. You can like fight it or you can surrender. Yeah. And so I was, I felt insane. I felt broken and I also felt deeply loved, right? I mean, you were there at my house every morning helping me with steroids. Like (sighs) I will never forget that experience of allowing support it yeah. is so humbling. And I'm like, I just met this woman, but she's my neighbor and she seems amazing. <laughs> and she said she would come over and help me take these drugs. And I'm scared. And we're on the phone with my sister. You know, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. That like, I will, cause I remember you had a nurse come and help you set it up. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, anything you need, like I live close to you. I'll come over. Like, yeah, I'll be there. Like, I'll just sit with you, you know? Yeah. And then we were like, okay. Cause you had an IV in your hand that they had right. put in. Yeah. So we had to screw in your medication through your IV. And we were so scared because there were bubbles forming in the IV. And yeah. we were like, <laughs> I just remember on the phone with your sister. And she's like, you have to get the bubbles out of get the, the IV. Bubbles. So you're sitting there. I'm flicking <laughs> the cords we're freaking out and I was like oh my god I can't kill Kaylin today like I don't know what's going on what we were fine but it was just right wild. it was like wild and scary yeah. to like be that vulnerable to letting yes. that much support and love and I and I think I mean that had been a practice of mine but that was like the practice of all practices to really right. let you like people and let you in in that way it was an honor you know? and, and I'm oh. happy I could be there you know uh, we didn't know each other that well but sure as hell we got to know yeah. each other right after oh yeah um, well I want to yeah, ask so. like, what happened you know I your body went through craziness yeah. you know and you, you still do yeah. and yeah so how did that diagnosis shape this um this next chapter for you like what did that look like yeah yeah, so it's it was one of the most devastating times of my life, but also the I just had these deep moments of clarity. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, like life is too damn short. Mm-hmm. And I at that time, my relationship with a higher power, like I would call it uh um, skeptical at best, (laughs) sort of like opening to the idea of God again, you know, after sort of like in my twenties saying like religion, I'm not doing that. And, you know, I was sort of opening to the idea of like, Oh, there is a higher power. Right. Well, in that structure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, if you can't, (laughs) like, I, I realize the cost of taking everything on the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm. Uh-huh. Right. And not really not trusting, uh, you know, a higher power, not trusting other people, not even really fully trusting myself. If we're just being honest. Mm. And it's just like, it all came crashing down. Yeah. And your body said, no, <laughs> and my body was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing no. that. No. And so I just remember like 
uh, I don't know if I would call it praying at the time, but I remember being up in the middle of the night with like with steroids because the steroids keep you up, you know, and I just remember mm-hmm. thinking like something, anything like, please, like, you know, I was just wanting something different. Yeah. And then that is when this whole path to open my sexuality just appeared right in front of me. How did that happen? So a friend, and actually she, this is crazy. I met this woman because of our networking. I'm not I mean, shocked. like I would have, I, I, there's a lot of other ways I would have met her, yeah. I think, but I, I, she have one day responded to me being like, Hey, come to my networking group. Does anybody want to come? And that's how we initially started chatting. Oh. Yeah. And, um, that never worked out for her to come. And so we just were like, Oh, let's have lunch. And so I'm telling her all about like, I, I don't know, I have this like sexuality project that I'm sort of interested in, but it's not really going that well. And I just got this MS diagnosis and I don't, you know, I'm a little desperate right now, to be mm. honest with you. <laughs> I just was like, I don't know. And she introduced me to a community a turned on community of people, especially women who are exploring their sexuality and Mm -hmm. who are having these really open conversations. So that was sort of like, I was already in the transformation world, but this was the first time that I was looking at transformation work specifically focused on my sexuality, my sensuality, my pleasure, my desire, you know, all of these taboo things. Mm -hmm. And so through that conversation, I really just like got like, oh, wait, I could just get support around like my relationship with my clitoris. Right. And that so must have been I, shocking though for like, really like, oh my God, you I was went like, from what? never having an orgasm to a clitoris support group. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And just the sub- world of women. So what was that like? Like, when do you, yeah, when did like, you go? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like, wait, how do I sign up for this? Like, what, what do I, (laughs) I was like immediate. I'm like, yes. And, um, so I pretty much in the next, like, I think few weeks, I was like Mm. taking these classes to really get in, in relationship with my body and to start receiving, um, touch on my body that felt safe. Yes, you know, like I yeah. had to really slow down mm-hmm. and start receiving, um, touch, you know, and, and just get into relationship with my clitoris. Yeah. I, I, I think this is beautiful. And I also want to say your life looking at it from the outside seemed buttoned up. Perfect. Like, oh my God, it was looked, like you, you lived in a beautiful apartment in Brooklyn, had this amazing coaching practice, networking yeah. with tons of people. You look amazing. Like all of these is buttoned up and perfect. So I, I yeah. really like want to honor your vulnerability on like yeah. even diving into a conversation with somebody around this and, and having yeah. that moment, it, like there has to be something more and understanding <sighs> that it was your sexuality. And like, that was right. the thing that was the, the more. Because yeah. I think a lot of people search for it and they'll never know what exactly that thing is. And for mm. you, you identified it and you took action. So that's bravery, number one. So, mm. and then number two, putting yourself, what you said is having a, an exploration of sexuality in a safe way. Because I think yeah. so many of our experiences as women aren't necessarily fully safe when it comes to sexuality. You're nervous. You're right. Not, you haven't been doing this. Like what's, yeah. what is this? And, and having somebody make you feel safe, um, changes the trajectory of everything when it comes to a sexual experience. So what was that like for you having safety? What was the outcome when you started? Yeah. This? Yeah. Just, well, first thing is, is that, um, I really learned to slow down. Yeah. You know, like you can probably, tell just even in the way that I am in a space now mm-hmm. it's so different than five years ago mm-hmm. like five years ago I'd have been like okay here's the thing we got it great and now I'm just like <sighs> yeah like you can breathe I can breathe there's space in my body yeah. and so that's the you know that's that's the first thing is 
really got me in my body to creating safety had me slow Mm -hmm. down. It also had me start bringing my voice. So making adjustments like, oh, like, could you go a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right? Or, you know, like this, this just translates in your life too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I just noticed a little disconnection in that relationship, you know, it's like, boom, just being able to say it. Like I, I didn't realize how blocked my throat chakra was (laughs) until I started working on it. And so then communicating, right. I just got so much power through being able to just make adjustments, Mm. you know? Um, and then it's like, that is life changing. Yeah. You know? Um, and then when you feel safe enough, you can actually get curious, right? There's room for exploration. Like, right. oh, like, what would it feel like to receive this kind of touch on my body, you know? Yeah. Um, or that kind of touch or whatever. It's like, if you feel safe, all of a sudden, just like the whole world can open, you know? And then I started trusting myself on a deeper level because I really saw like, I'm the one that creates all of this, mm-hmm. right? It's not actually like, I don't trust you. That just means I don't trust me. <laughs> yeah. What, when did you have your first orgasm? Oh my gosh. At, uh, so I think it was like right after I turned 33, like um, October. So I started this whole journey. You and I were in the MS journey in like May, I think was yeah. when I was taking steroids. And then I just started, um, I started this practice. Oh, and you know, if y'all want to look it up, it's called orgasmic meditation. Uh, you know, a little yeah. controversial if yeah. you will. <laughs> um, but I, you know, started this practice. Works for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, listen, <laughs> if you're triggered by it, I totally get that. Um, and you know, for me, it was like the gateway to this yeah. whole world. Um, so yeah. So then it was like, I started and then, uh, in May or whatever that was. And then, yeah, I had my first orgasm that October. So, so what did that was, do for you? Oh my God. I was like, this is, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> I just feel like you had very Muppet energy when you were saying, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is what I've been missing out on. This is awesome. Right. But, um, and, and yeah, I just like, it opened up so much possibility for me because I was like, whoa, if this is possible, like if a woman who thought she would never have an orgasm, if she's like, if I'm now that woman and I'm having an orgasm, like what the fuck else is possible in this world? Right. Like our bodies are amazing. Right. I've, I've been there, you know, like, and then there's a moment where you're like, wait, this can actually happen. Like, oh, wow. This, this is a, this is something that can actually happen to me. Um, and so I want to know, like, what happened in your life after this, after you started, uh, opening up sexually, like what started happening for you? It, like, mm-hmm. cause I know you moved like, yeah, but what, I just, what started happening? <laughs> the whole world mm-hmm. started opening for me in a completely new way. Like all of a sudden I, I, not all of a sudden, actually it was practicing every single day, mm-hmm. but you know, I started throwing out that paradigm of like, I have to have it all figured out. I have to have my shit together. I have to say the right thing. I got to perform, you know, that th- whole thing, just yeah. like old programming, just Patriarchy. started leaving. Yeah. Bye. Right. Just started leaving my body. Um, and I just committed to following my desire. I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, do I have desire for this? Do I have, do I, Oh, I don't have desire for that. And I saw all the places where in the past I would have people pleased. Yeah. I said no to a wedding invitation. 
Oh, wow. What was that like? It was, I felt crazy, but I was like, (laughs) oh, how many times do people like go to an event, never mind a wedding, because they think, oh, I should do that. Right. Like how many times do we say, oh, let's hang out. We just Uh, don't do that. No, we're not doing it. No, nobody has desire for it. Why are we all lying to ourselves? Mm -hmm. So I started telling the truth Mm. and I reached a point where I was like, oh, the truth is that I no longer want to live in this gorgeous one bedroom Brooklyn apartment that I have so beautifully curated. Mm -hmm. That's the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And I felt so fucked it was up beautiful because yeah. I had worked, right? It was so beautiful. We liked having brunch there. It was yeah, so we great. had a lot of brunch. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, no, this is no longer true for me. Yeah. Right? True is an interpretation, but for me, true is what I feel in my body, and it's my desire. I love that. Can you say that again? Yeah, true, true is an interpretation, mm. but for me. What's true for me is what I feel in my body. And that is my desire. Mm, mm, mm. That's my compass. Yeah. You can choose your own compass. That's mine. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the thing I teach my clients, you know, it's like, I don't know what other source of truth personally is more real than that. Exactly. So (laughs) sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh no. I was just, um, Basically like that, I just, that's really became the center compass of my life. And then I, I realized, oh, wow, I have this desire to move to California. This makes no (laughs) sense, but I have desire for it. So I'm just Mm going to let myself have it. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. So when you, cause I noticed this change. And mm-hmm. like I said, there were more sex therapists coming to our meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in bars talking about orgasms, like, you know, just like all of these things started happening where I was like, what's going on? What's <laughs> but like, I was like, yeah. this is great. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I totally. like, I'll have that conversation. It's great. Hell yeah. Um, and I remember we had a great conversation at a bar about this, um, but I didn't know that you had that desire to move. Um, yeah. So when you left, because again, you still did have like that structure, but I could, I could see those threads yeah. being pulled apart, you know? Oh yeah. I was, I was clinging on. Mm-hmm. I was, there was part of me that was definitely in denial and about wow. this desire led life. Like I like, because it's so much safer to be like, I'm a life and business success coach. Yeah. Come to me, you know, like all you fundpreneurs yeah. out there, right? It's all like, you so- fundpreneurs. <laughs> no, I said fempreneurs. Oh, okay. fempreneurs. God, that's even and better. I, not to like diss anyone that's doing that. Like, yeah. I believe there's actually an authentic way to do that, but like 100%. it became inauthentic for me. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so much safer to be like, you want to talk about your business? Like who mm-hmm. wants to wake up on a, you know, on a Friday and be like, you know what I want to do? Talk to Kaylin about my sexuality, right. and my power and telling the truth and being a woman mm-hmm. and femininity. But I'm now like, you do like literally that's what I, I would that. love to do right now. Like that's what <laughs> right. we're doing. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so much more vulnerable. Yeah. And so there was a part of me that was still whole, gripping mm-hmm. onto, I mean, I was still a life and business success coach at the time. Yeah. And I started yeah. integrating these feminine principles, but for months I had this desire moving through my body of like, I want to live in community. And I pictured, I wasn't sure if it was going to be LA, but I just like really pictured this community. Right. And then a friend just randomly calls me. She's like, Hey, we're starting a community house in Los Angeles. Like, do you want it? Hmm. And meanwhile, I was like looking around New York at five bedroom apartments and, you know, sort of all these things and Hmm. nothing was panning out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the universe was just like, Oh, this could just like this could yeah. just happen for you. Right. Well, I remember you had started doing like group um, mm-hmm. stuff about around like, um, th- like feminine energy and like relationships and like yeah. different things like that, but it wasn't like this. So when you moved to LA, what changed yeah. like, and, yeah. and what are you doing now? 
Yeah. So when I, me moving to LA, I mean, it was literally just like, okay, I have this desire. I wanted to live in a community house. And so I moved, you know, I moved into a house with a handful of other people and uh, which by the way, that's a total, um, I had to go through some stuff with my ego for that. Uh, I was like, wait, people, if I'm going to have roommates, what are people going to think is my business? People are going to think my business is failing if I have roommates, you know? Ah, yes, yes. All of these Mm -hmm. ideas that you have based on what other people think. And I just had to say, fuck it. No, this is my desire. I can have a successful coaching practice and I can have roommates. Right. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So in that house, you know, it was, I say community house. I mean, it was, it was a house that was, you know, based on the principles of, you know, sexuality that I had learned in this community, you know, of conscious sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so I just learned so much living in that house with other people, you know, and like, there was so much approval for my sexuality. Like I was just living in like a melting pot of people who were supporting me to continue to come out with my sexuality yeah. and to go deep, not just come out with it, but also like go deep within my body. Right. You're you feeling know? safe. Like that safety yeah. mentioned before. Um, right. So you, you are consistently talking about your body as your compass going deeper into your body. So yeah. um, what exactly are you, were you doing with your body? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Christina, you're just an amazing interviewer. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, and yeah, I imagine it's very fun having sex with you. Like you, <laughs> based on how- I love you it so much. <laughs> keep going, on, keep going. Based on how you lead a conversation, I can just like, oh, I can just so feel you. Okay. Thank you. So- Um, yeah. So, you know, I was just sort of continuing this conscious sexuality exploration. I was, you know, practicing the orgasmic meditation, um, practice. Um, and then I also, um, and, and like just soaking up every possible transformational program I could around sexuality, you know, Mm. like, I'm like, okay, what's happening out there. Yep. (laughs) I am. I'm a yes, something with sex and relationships and intimacy. Let's go. I can see you doing that. Like literally let's go. So I just, I went into and did all the, all the containers, all the programs. And, um, and one of the, um, bodies of work that also started to make a deep impact, um, in my life was, um, studying the submissive archetype. Ah, interesting. And so practicing being in the submissive archetype with a dom, usually a dom man. Um, but I, I also, I practice with women sometimes as well. And so that was just like a, a whole ride of like just freaking losing my ego. (laughs) Um, and really fully learning what it means to surrender fully. Yeah. I can't, I mean, you talk about this a lot online now because you are showcasing all of this work to, and I really appreciate your, all of your posts because they're vulnerable and they're Mm. real. And like, you're talking about things like you were saying at the top of the show as women, we've been taught all of these messages around, Hey, your sexuality is not a, B and C or you can't have A, B, and C. Um, And I think it's interesting now that I'm thinking about this, like the way that you've kind of turned that on its head where it's like, I'm being sexual, but I'm also allowing myself to surrender. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of sexuality out there being showcased in the world, Mm -hmm. truly. And and sort of, I, I, you know, I see this a lot as I've just been navigating this space. It's... um, the people that I'm interested in connecting with are the ones who are really embodied. Mm. There's a lot of people out there who are like, talk, talk, talk from their head about sex. And I can spot it from a mile away. And look, I trust, I'm like, it's all, I think we need all of these avenues because people, um, people are going to be able to hear this message from different kinds of people. Totally. 
Like, I don't even, I, I want to be very clear. I don't, I'm not shaming anyone in this industry. I actually think we need all of these voices yeah. so that, so that we can help as many people as possible and people hear the right message from the right practitioner at the right time. Is yes, belief. because exploring your sexuality is going to mean something different for everyone. Totally. Uh, you know, people aren't going to be in the same safe space. They're not going to be, you know, like right. what's safe for someone is going to be completely different. If somebody wants to be dominated, if somebody wants to surrender, it's all going to be completely different. Um, but finding an ally and finding that person who you can connect with, I think is very important. And I can see that in the work that you're doing. I can see that you're fine. You're opening up a door for people to walk through, to feel safe. Like I definitely yeah, can totally. see that in so much of what you do. Um, and you've talked about all the doors being open for you. So who have been, I, we talk about female allyship every single episode. Um, mm -hmm. and who are some female allies for you that have helped you walk through these doors and, and currently, you know, who are, who are these people mm -hmm. for you? Whoa. The list is so long. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time I ask that question, it's like, Oh my God, so many. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I just have to say that um, Nicole Daydon, you know, she was, uh, she is, you know, the founder of Orgasmic Meditation. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so grateful for her. Yeah. <laughs> because she, it's like, you know, now I have access to this. There's like a whole world, right. And that I now also share with my clients and mm. like, that's where my, that's where my path started, you know, yeah. and everybody's got to have a gateway drug. I think totally. that was mine. It doesn't have to be yours. Totally. Um, and it's not, you know, like my clients, that's not their, I'm their gateway drug. Right. right. It's not that. Oh, I love um, that. yeah. So, so that, that'd be like, I'd say she's like just one of my most influential, um, teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have a handful of, um, sisters who have really supported me on this path. Mm -hmm. Um, so a Agnes Mahalik, she is my best friend. She has gone down most of the paths that I have gone down with my sexuality. <laughs> and she is just literally there to hold me. Like every time I fall apart, she just has so much approval for it and mm. so much grace for it. And, um, and so I'm very, I'm very grateful for her. Um, another one of my close friends, um, Ellie Shepley, she lives here in, uh, Los Angeles. Um, and we, she's actually the one who introduced me to this whole community yeah. of, of women, um, initially. And she also, especially during the pandemic, she has just been like such a, um, such a support and stand for me, you know, when I'm having a moment of like, should I do this thing in my business or my life or whatever? I'm like, <laughs> Ellie, what's happening? I you know, I, yeah. I call her. Um, and, uh, gosh, there's just so many, I could yeah. give you a list, but it's right. sisters, are my allies. That's the, that's the thing I want women to hear. And these are sisters. I have chosen women who are accomplishing amazing things. And there are moments where I want to make them wrong. I want to make them small where my ego is like, we can't all be bright. You know, like I, it's so normal to go down that, that path. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've chosen the brightest women in the world to be my sisters because we all get to be brighter together. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, when you have uh, these cheerleaders in your corner, when you have people who believe in you and genuinely are like, yes, post that thing that you're too afraid to post. Go talk to that person you're too, make that ask, ask for something. Um, do it. I believe in you. Just hearing somebody say, I believe in you is so powerful. Um, and you are being very vulnerable and maybe I don't know if after practice, it feels as vulnerable for you. I'm not sure. Like, how does it like, yeah, it's, it's still vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, it, I would imagine every, so. <laughs> like I just sent a message to one of my sisters. Like, I'm like, Oh, I, I miss her. And I noticed, like, I, I like to play out this whole abandonment pattern, you know, um, mm -hmm. just in my life, like, and, uh, 
Uh, like, it's like, if I don't hear from someone, I like my automatic is like, oh my gosh, they're abandoning me. They don't like me. Uh-huh. You know, like that's where I go. Oh, I feel you there. Yeah. From an automatic place. And so I just sent this really playful voice note to a sister. I was like, I'm running my abandonment, abandonment pattern. I miss you. Oh, and it's so vulnerable. That's really great. Yeah. To like say that to another woman to like, you know, in my work, I say like, you know, we sort of have to give up our game Yeah. and it's so vulnerable and it's like the only game in town. Yeah, it is. And so that kind of leads me to the conversation around you um, opening up about this more online because it sounds like you were practicing these things for a while before you started opening up about them online. How long were you doing that before you started sharing? Yeah, honestly, it took me years. I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> and but that's the thing I really want to normalize for women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I was, I was talking to a woman today who was, who wanted, who um, might join one of, one of my programs. And, um, I had one of my clients on my podcast this week. Right. And I just was like, Hey, I want people to hear what it's like to be in the trenches of this, you know? And this woman listened to that show and she was like, thank you for doing that because sometimes I can't always relate to you. And I really get it. Yeah. I'm like, shit, right? As much as I'm like, no, I want everybody to relate to me. It's like, no, it's just like, I'm five years down this path. There's no returning yeah. here. Yeah. You're and like, um, so- this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whatever. I'm going to, you know, talk about cock worship versus blowjobs online. Right. And get a lot of people who are just. Oh my God. I love that post. That. And I also loved that, like, <laughs> you posted the reaction of somebody being like, Did sorry, I'm cracking up. Did you get hacked? Did your account get hacked? I was like, she did not. I was, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, and to give you all context for those of you who don't, yes, don't follow me on social Thank media. You. No, no, it's fine. I just opened up this whole can of worms. Clearly <laughs> it's like, I want to talk about it. No, my post was, um, I, uh, I forget what exactly it was, but it was basically like, I don't give blowjobs. Um, mm-hmm. cock worship is the way mm-hmm. something like that. And, yeah. you know, DM me if you want to get on my email list was the deal. And, yes. <laughs> and I'm actually still writing that piece. Okay. I have not, I love it. I, I, I not, love your I haven't sent, Yeah. I haven't sent it out to my list yet. Cause I'm just like, Ooh, I'm sitting with it and it's so high mm-hmm. sensation, but yeah, I spent years and years of being like, Oh, being in these conversations, opening my sex, like mm-hmm. sort of getting my footing in the world, you know? And then last year during the pandemic, greatest gift of my life, Uh, this pandemic truly, because it just had me see the places where um, it was no longer going to be authentic for me to Mm -hmm. be a life and business success coach. Yeah. It's just knowing you now wasn't, doesn't make sense. (laughs) I I was like, this is not, this is what, why, what am I doing? And like, I don't even think labels really matter in the world of coaching, but like it does have an impact if you're if you're speaking into a reality like that. And I was just like, yeah. oh, this is totally not who I am. Okay. And so I got some support around my social media and just decided like, I'm just going to start talking about desire and yeah. every, I swear it's, it, I've been doing this for like maybe what, nine months, six to nine months. I've been really out mm-hmm. about my sex online. Um, and I'm getting a ton of amazing feedback. Like women who are like, thank you for normalizing, mm-hmm. like feeling broken or not loving your body, you know? And then I also get like men who are great allies. Yeah. You know, there's also the weird random men who try to hit on me. I just delete them. Yeah. Um, but I really, I've been so touched by the men who reach out in a respectful way to support my work. Well, you know? I, I agree with you. I think that's great. And um, again, fosters that safety, uh, component around, like, I have trauma with men. I know other people have trauma with men. Um, and just having 
a male ally around, especially around being so vulnerable is so strong. Um, And I also think so much of what you talk about and and what we have been talking about is it's bigger than sex. It's bigger than your sexuality. It's about your feeling. It's about your desire. It's about what you want and opening up and feeling it. Now that you are feeling things um, in such a authentic and stronger way, how have your personal relationships, like how has your relationship with your family changed? Like personal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I won't give away all the details, but my mom is getting free and it's just amazing. And I yeah. And because I don't have her permission, I won't, I won't share, I won't share any, what I mean by that, but I will just say that it has been so healing mm. to be in a conversation about sexuality with my mom. Interesting. Wow. You know? My mom and- was like, I'm not listening to this episode, Christina. Cause I told her I was talking to you. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And I mean, I had a conversation with my dad a few weeks ago about like me being kinky and being a submissive, Mm. you know, and like, I can just have these, you know, I can just have these conversations and I want to be clear. Like I it's taken years, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and I sort of, um, there's a weird, there's a thing that happens when you go online where you're like, okay, I'm saying all this stuff online. Ha- wait, have I told all of my family this stuff? Have I not, you know, there's sort of like yeah. a, a thing that happens there. And what I have personally come to is that I'm like, you know, I am going to say some stuff online and I trust my relationship with my family. Right. I trust that, yeah. um, I could clean anything up. And if they have curiosities about some of the stuff that I say that like, I can, that, you know, we can open that conversation and do it yeah. with love. I, I seriously, I feel so closer than I have ever felt to my mom mm. Yeah, <laughs> through this work. And it's like, I have like a sisterhood with her, you know, and, yeah. and that's um, really beautiful. I won't, yeah, I won't speak about my siblings specifically, but what I want to say is like, I, when I hit a, a tough, you know, spot with them, I, I always come back to my body and come back to the truth mm-hmm. and look at like, okay, hold on. Do I want to be right here? Or is there a way for me to just surrender? Oh, Yeah. Because honestly, I, I usually just want to be right. Let's be real. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's, surrendering is so much harder. Surrendering is your yeah. ego, you know, and yeah. you very well know uh, through this work that you've done. And also surrendering, you touch upon this, is um, more inner child work. Mm-hmm. Like you have talked about your inner child work and like what you've been doing online and embracing yeah. your younger self and posting pictures of her, mm-hmm. um, having conversations with her. I've done a ton of inner child work. And so, mm-hmm. um, no, like seeing that really resonates with me because uh, I do feel like inner child work is just so powerful and lasting so mm-hmm. long. It's, it's a process and it's very hard. Yeah. But how is, you know, uh, how has that felt to do that work and to share it. (laughs) It is like, um, it's not the thing that I thought I would be exploring. Like when I, Mm. when I was like sitting over in my job at LinkedIn, I was like, I want to be a coach. You know, I pictured this very egoic thing of like me on stages, just inspiring people. And it's like, yeah, okay. That's probably a part of my path. But the real work is the times when I'm by myself, right? Or, or maybe being supported by another person, you know, in, in my inner, my little girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I have gotten so much approval for my little girl. Yeah. I just like, I realized and um, through, this could be a whole other podcast. Episode, I know my, my plant or my, um, toad medicine journey that I recently went on. Oh my God. Yes. I forgot. And <laughs> I was like, well, she did what? Like, what is going what? on? No, I yeah, love it. Um, that, uh, 
through that work, you know, I really saw that part of the genius I am meant to bring to the world through God is literally in channeling my little girl. Mm. Like, I just remember waking up from this, um, not waking up, but coming into consciousness um, after this uh, Bufo toad medicine trip. And I just really like, I, I, I looked around and I was just in awe. I was like, oh, there's so much love in the world. And yeah. those are my friends. Oh my God. And then I saw myself through my friend's eyes and I just really got, I was like, I am beloved. Yeah. And this yeah. is what people want. Like, my childlike wonder. I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so mischievous. I just want to play. And that is why people, that's why women especially come into my, um, you know, into my circle. Yeah. Well, I think you open up a, a you, you make space um, for others. And that I think is a, is something that is a thread throughout your work is that you had a desire to make space for others. Mm -hmm. And in that desire, you made space for yourself and you can't fully make space for others without honoring that space for yourself. Because how can you go through this journey of life only serving others, you know, and, and it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's what we're all here to do, but we also have to serve ourselves in order to do that because you, for so long, it, from what you're telling me, you weren't functioning in a space where you were, you were fully serving yourself. You were fully feeling your feelings, fully embracing that. And obviously there are aspects of your journey that might not align with what other people are doing. Maybe somebody's hearing this and they're like, toad, what? Like, you know, like, uh, yeah, and totally. there are so many things out there, but I think the common thread is the desire to understand who you are and feel how you feel in the strongest way possible. That's most aligned with what you want. And yeah, that space to allow other people to do that is critical. It's life-saving obviously from what you've said. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. How does that show up in your work now with your clients? Like what do you, what um, programs do you have now? Yeah. So um, I, yeah, as of like, gosh, last summer I got clear. I was like, okay, there's a whole new thing coming out of me. (laughs) And, um, and that was, you know, I had another MS flare up and Mm. I just had all these, uh, life circumstances that really brought me to my knees. Like it sort of felt like I lost my life as I knew it in the pandemic, Mm. you know, went through a breakup, moved out of my community house. Um, my business wasn't doing as well as it had in the past because it wasn't aligned. You know, I was still like, I'm a life and business success coach. And so I was just completely humbled. Um, and in that time I went into a, uh, cocoon, I called it with my coach where I was just healing and getting nurtured. And, um, you know, I was still coaching. I was still running my business, but I was, I just had taken a step back from my life. And I, I was like, my only job right now is my well being, And I was spending Mm -hmm. probably half my time just literally on that. Yeah. And from that, I just slowed down more than I ever have. And from that, I birthed my, you know, my now, what is now my like signature women's program mm-hmm. called Cocoon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's literally, it's a six month, I call it, you know, a six month fully embodied feminine experience where women get to be held like deeply, deeply held because it is so vulnerable to go down a feminine path, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we deconstruct all the stuff from the past where it's like, uh, like that's getting in the way of your desire. You know, we get in relationship with our bodies, 
you know, we start to look at our desires. We look at our sexuality. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. We just had an erotic photographer come in yesterday and teach us like, it is just, a- Oh, like posing and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She literally so cool. it was amazing. Um, so it's literally, it's like a cauldron of desire. And the biggest thing I bring is just approval. You know, I mean, yeah. y'all know from online, I'm kind of kinky. You don't have to be, but whatever your thing is, I just back you in that fully. And I like, that's the, that's the field of permission that I create for women. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's sort of, that's the foundation of my business now. And then I do, um, you know, some private one-on-one, like deep, deep, deep holding for the woman that's like, I want every area of my life to have immaculate <laughs> attention. I'm like, okay, girl, that's how I'm, I'm on it. Um, so I do a little yes. bit of that still. Um, and then on, um, I know this is probably not coming out for a little while, but in the month of May, I am starting a new program, which is called the awakening. Yes. And it's like my one month, like desire sampler platter. You know, Ooh, it's like yeah. your desire charcuterie board. Like, yeah, just like come on over. Um, because because again, I've realized it takes something for women to say yes to themselves and mm. this path. And so I wanted to create a way for women to say to you know have a, a no-brainer way to say yes to themselves, start to immerse themselves like in the desire world for a month, feel what desire is like in your body feel what sisterhood is like, feel what my field of like permission and approval is like, Yeah, you know, and then come out the other side and, and, you know, there's lots of different paths you can go on after that, but it's like one month with you and your desire. Mm. And so I'm running it in May and then, um, we'll see whatever my desire, yeah. maybe I'll run it later this year. I'm just like totally allowing whatever my body really wants. Um, I love that. But yeah, I feel so turned on about it. And it's like everything I have in my business has been built slowly with intention and care. You can tell, you can tell now that, um, you know, there, I think there is always this desire to have everything be buttoned up this pretty package that we can present to people. Yeah. And it's really hard to slow down. Like you were saying. you've slowed down. It's really hard. That's very hard to do. Um, and it's also hard to ask people, um, to join you in this journey, but what I (laughs) very hard, but what I love about you and what you're posting and what you're sharing is that you're putting yourself out there so immensely. How can somebody even debate that you're not doing Mm. the work? (laughs) you know like come over to my house you will see (laughs) I'm in it right so I I really applaud you for that and applaud you for this journey Mm. you're a you're still you you're still Kaylin Mm -hmm. but yeah I know that this uh ability to feel and share your desire and show emotion Mm -hmm. is like night and day for you um I can feel it and I've seen it yeah and I also just, I want to say thank you for doing this work because I think a lot of people do need that. They need to know that there's safety and sexuality. Um, That's not always easy. It's not always there or presented in a way where somebody might feel safe. And so thank you for offering that to people. I think it's really important. Thank you so much. It, um, I really, I really received that. And, um, that is the, that is like what I hold, um, in my heart every day that I am scared to say something online or I'm scared, um, because a woman is confronted and wants this work and doesn't know how, you know, like every step of the way it is, uh, it takes so much in my heart. Yeah. But it is so worth it mm-hmm. for myself and for, for so many women. Well, you're beautiful. You're doing the right thing. You're mm. on the right path. You really are. And I like, I can feel it. I've known you for five years now. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And that's wild. Doesn't even feel like that. That's but wild. It's wild. Um, but you're on the right path. Like people are responding to you in this way because they know you can feel that. And so mm-hmm. where can people find you if they are listening to this and they're like, I want to build this. I want to connect with this person. I want this like wild, yeah. you know, um, yeah. person who's putting it out there who also you can admit when you're saying like, this is fucking scary um, <laughs> yeah. to help me. Where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my number one suggestion would be to go to kaylin.online and there, uh, and then also Instagram, but first, um, you really want to get on my email list. Okay. Because I have a great time there and I can just say whatever I want to there and it's not censored on the internet. (laughs) Um, and I've been told I'm a prolific writer. You are, you are a good writer. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So um, you'll also be able to download um, my desire guide. It's uh, it's like five hot secrets to get out of your head and into your body. So if you're like, how do I even start on this path? That's like a great place for you to start as a resource. Um, And so you'll get the resource and then you'll also get to be on my email list. So kaylin.online. And then um, Instagram is just my favorite internet home. You're so good at it. (laughs) Having, oh, thank you. I'm having a great fun, like real game these days, really into Mm -hmm. it. Um, And come say hi to me on Instagram. Um, Feel free to shoot me a DM. um, If you want to chat about working with me or like, where should I go with this path? There's a link in my Instagram bio, um, to set up a desire call. Um, or you can also go to talkwithkaylin.com. and yeah. Oh, my Instagram is Kaylin McDuff. Like, Jesus, a lot of things to say. <laughs> we'll put everything in the show notes too. So people notes. can, uh, head there right away. But I, cool. I am just so grateful for your time today, my friend. And it's been mm. wonderful connecting with you and just catching up with you. And I knew I was like, I have oh. to talk to her because I knew something was brewing and I knew something was happening. And, and then it started happening. And I was like, listen, I, and then when I started seeing your content, I'm like, people are going to resonate with this. So I really appreciate mm. you creating space here today with mm. me. Um, and we have been on such a wild journey in our friendship together um, just from these small moments. And I really yeah. also appreciate you being very emotionally open mm. with me today. And both of us have cried multiple times multiple during times. the show. So um, thank you all listeners for coming on this journey with us. <laughs> and um, I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I am just unbelievably grateful for you. And you have really found a calling here on this show. I got to say. Yeah, I know. This is my thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely, it's my love. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I will um, see you all in the next episode and remember your story matters. You matter. Please, please, please don't forget that. All right.